Yeah, he went underground and dug like he dug underground and put a bunch of TNT and linked it up to the wall to watch me blow up. And it left a huge crater. I mean, he had to have a ton of it under there because I mean, I just instant death. It was. You know your fans are gonna pirate it, so you might as well put it on Spotify. Exactly. And this is why you don't steal cookies. <laughs> Could you imagine looking at that kid's face? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. It's our 34th episode. We're getting older. And I am Al. I'm Kyle. I'm Nick. Yeah, 34 episodes, man. Pretty crazy. This is the longest Getting thing up I've. There. Yeah, this is the longest thing I've stuck to since I had a band. <laughs> <laughs> to which Nick can attest. I think that was an eight, an eight year endeavor. <laughs> we 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 had a good run. We sure as hell did. <laughs> God damn! Not many other people can say they partied with uh, Bud Gaw and Eric Wilson of Sublime. Mm-hmm. Right after eating as much red meat as we could oh fathom over at <laughs> over at the Chiaroscuro, uh, what the hell are they called? Radizio. In uh, what was that? That was over in Rockefeller Center. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh my god! I, mean, I still don't think I ever ate as much red meat. Oh, that was a Brazilian place, there, right? Yeah. The meat yeah, sweat, I've been there. The meat sweats are real. Yeah, I've been oh. to that place. It's ri- it's ridiculous. The meat sweats are real, and they got a ridiculous salad bar there. Too. I was gonna say the salad bar was the shit. They had sushi. They had everything. That, that was the that was the real trap because you were like filling up on all this stuff. And you're like, and then they bring out the meat. And you're like, <laughs> it's so true though. <laughs> oh my god, and the meat. Jesus God, did we eat meat? And that was like. So there we are gorging ourselves in the middle of New York. We finish that up, and we have like an hour and a half to walk off the meat sweats before we go into the Roseland Ballroom to, you know, get friends and family seating at the Sublime with Rome show. And it's like a hundred thousand degrees in there. So, uh, what an adventure that was! Though. That was good times. Mm-hmm. Then, then we went back to the hotel and. The bunch of us were there, and me and Dave were drunk, and Dave was shouting out the window to people as they walked by. <laughs> yeah, that's right. God, I wish I could find the camera tapes of that. Our, our buddy just got annihilated, and uh, he would just like shout out to random people, I'm lonely! <laughs> Talk to me! Uh, I think Kyle tripped over his dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that clip in the Jerky Boys. Uh, oh, Christ. Oh. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Nick? Well, just this uh, past weekend, I went up to uh, the USS Massachusetts in Fall River, Massachusetts. Nice. Uh, Wargaming was running an event there, so it was kind of a gamer day. Whoa. So they had terminals set up. Uh-huh. Uh, terminal set up play their game and also you know do tours of the ship so oh wow decided to make it make a weekend of it the weather is perfect and yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a really nice thing it's, it's it's actually called battleship cove so obviously the uss massachusetts there uh-huh. and they have uh, several other ships there oh they wow destroyer uh a lionfish uh, submarine 
and like a PT boat and one other boat. I didn't. I wasn't able to get to those boats because um, I spent most of, most of my time on the Massachusetts. But I just love. I just love seeing these old warships. It's, it's oh, I'm with fun. you. Yeah, I'm with you. That's always cool. That's awesome, though, man. That sounds like you you had a whole weekend of it. That's great. Mm-hmm. So how was the uh, how was the event? Event was great. You know, they just you know had you know the game set up and you could, you could actually play with their. Uh, special dev accounts or whatever, you know, you know, mm-hmm. manager accounts or whatever. So a ton of ships unlocked that you might, you know, have never been able to play with before. Oh, and, wow. You know, handing out, you know, free codes and whatnot. It was, it was great. That's cool. So you're, you're becoming something of a something in that community, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, I'm trying to make my way into it and, you know, trying to work towards, uh, you know, like being a community contributor and, yeah, I'm trying to you know expand the expand you know what, what I do. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Like it's it's a thing to do if you can do it. I mean, the only I know the wargaming uh, developers and the community themselves are really encouraging of stuff like that. Kind of like the the Warframe community is over at um digital. Uh, oh Christ, I can't remember the name. The developers of Warframe, sorry guys, but they're they're awesome with their community too. They're very um, very supportive of their con- community contributors. So it's always, I love seeing that. I love seeing that like with groups like that and wargaming and all that. It's just yeah, I don't I know. I mean, ma- mad for respect for for you know the the, the <clears throat> you know studios and and or their <clears throat> at least their community management teams and whatnot that actually do that kind of outreach because. I don't know. To this point, like it, it always seems like something extremely rare that you never really see. It's like, yeah, you have you have the people like managing you know the forums and you know the Twitter accounts and these days, and there's always you know a community manager of some sort in, in with every single major game there is. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, but yeah, it's like you know with you know wargaming and then you know the Warframe people too. And I, I think there's one or two others. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but it's like it's extremely rare that they'll do more outreach. In terms of like doing these types of events, um, and and whatnot with with their community, outside yeah. of may, maybe like a major event like PAX or or uh, like an E three thing or something like that. Sure, sure. But I mean, as, as we'll see when we get to news, planning events is a tough thing, uh, especially events based on games. Um, we'll get there. Let's just say some people got an extra hour in the ball pit. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! Other than that, what have you been up to, Mister Kyle? Assuming you're back. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, sorry about that. My dog came in and jumped on my phone. <laughs> um, he's a little crazy right now. Um, <clears throat> not too much, man. Had a pretty good weekend. Um, pretty chill. Um, went out yesterday with some friends, so that's always kind of good to get out for a little. Hell yeah! Bold, and I broke I broke a hundred, so I was happy. I'm Wait, a terrible happened? bowler. Oh, you bowled. went bowling? Yeah, I went bowling, broke a hundred, and I, it's, I, it's as long as I break a hundred, I'm happy. I am a terrible bowler. Dude, I'm lucky if I break fifty. Don't tell me terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I asked for the bumpers. They said no. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, like bumpers. Aren't you a little old for that? It's just like. No, goddamn it! Now give me the goddamn yeah. bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I had nothing witty to come back, so I was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
<laughs> so I've got some stuff fixed on my house again. Like no, nothing, nothing major, but you know, got to do some work on the house and spend some time with the kiddos. My parents made dinner for us. So it was kind of nice. Oh, awesome. It was a nice. It was a nice chill weekend. Um, as far as what I'm watching and playing, I started playing Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, uh, the free game on Xbox Live. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's really good. Uh, it's heavily Castlevania influence. I think you told me it was the... Uh, yeah, it's the original creator, the creator of Castlevania. Creator. Yeah, you can definitely tell. Um, and, it, and it even has some of the, 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 the Castlevania annoyances, like getting hit back. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's there. But you can turn that off, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting thing for people who aren't used to that type of game. So, uh, I'm not going to lie, I turned it off a couple times where I was stuck, and it helped <laughs> me get through a spot. Um, so the mechanics are cool. Being able to change different characters that all have different play sets is a pretty cool, um, is a pretty unique idea. You actually play as a vampire, um, as one character. As a vampire alchemist, I don't remember the, it's a girl with a whip, I don't remember what she is, and then you're the, the demon hunter. Mm-hmm. pretty much uh, is the main character so uh i'm enjoying it though i'm on the last stage i'm about to beat the game um, yeah it's not so a very long game it's not and it's tough but it's not like super tough i don't think it's like as hard as some of the older castlevania games but it's still no. a fun game although that last um, stage is a bitch i don't think i actually ever it, beat it it gets tough um especially like you fight a painting and if the painting touches you at a certain point you just lose that guy instantly yeah. So that was kind of a pain to figure that out. Uh, pro tip: be the alchemist and just put the flame around yourself, and the painting can't even touch you. So, right. Nice. Once you figure that out, it's easy. So let's see. Who's that? I'm about to beat that. Um, been playing a lot of Tetris 99. I don't know if either of you guys uh, have played that at all. I've I haven't it. played it, but uh, I'll get into it when it comes to my turn. But um, I wound up watching uh, Eric Bichard AZ Rockslide in our save point group. He's also the co-host everyday gamers we all did a charity marathon over the weekend again i'll go in more detail later but he played that for his three hours and i literally sat there and watched for three hours almost and had a blast mm-hmm. it's ridiculous the, the way you can attack people and they can attack you um and just that you're playing 90 for those who don't know it's like a battle royale only with tetris so you fight, you, you play against 99 other people and then like, you know, you have your waist when you do like a Tetris or when you, you know, you break so many lines and you can decide where your waist goes. So you can like, I usually point it at knockout. So people who are close to getting knocked out, that's where all my waist goes. But it, it's, and I, and I'm so good at keeping only like three lines for most of the game. But once I break top 50, it's like everybody Nothing seems to attack now. everybody. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> My best, I think, was a 12. I think I got to 12th place was my best. Oh, wow. 12th or 10th, I don't remember. But um, mm-hmm. it gets insane when they play the sound like, oh, 50 players left, and it starts to go faster. And at one point, like I think I had like six people attacking me at once. So you see all the lines go to mine, and I'm just like, I am fucked. <laughs> and I think it was like 10 seconds later I was out. I mean, you can be have nothing, and in like seconds, you're out. Yep. So Yeah, if they all gang up tough. on you. Yep. It's super fun though. I'm really enjoying it, um, and I haven't, I haven't really been sucked into a Tetris game since I was a kid. So, it's kind of cool jumping back in. It looks wicked fun. It is. Um, let's see. My I, my son's been playing a lot of Minecraft, and <laughs> uh, we've been playing a lot of two player. And so we both built houses, and they're right next to each other. But he's been like pranking my house. Um, <laughs> 
every time. So like the one time he's like, Hey dad, you want to play? I'm like, sure. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go in my house and get this out of the treasure chest. And it's like, it's just filled with cats. He put like <laughs> thousands of cats in there. <laughs> so I open the door and they all like come running out and they're all meowing. And it's like, what did you do? Like, <laughs> and then the other one, he built this building with like this really cool looking building with all these switches inside. And he's like, Oh dad, go and check out what some of the switches do. So I'm hitting some of them and they don't do anything. I hit the one and the whole building explodes and it kills me. Yeah, he went underground and dug like he dug underground and put a bunch of TNT and linked it up to the wall to watch me blow up. And it left a huge crater. I mean, he had to have a ton of it under there because I mean, I just instant death. It was, dude. This is what happens when you let him watch Looney Tunes all day. <laughs> I know, right? It's been pretty funny. So that is a riot. Pretty hard. Yeah, that, so that's something you almost good. want to record and just see what he catches you on. <laughs> I know I got to get some kind of like a video capturing thing for the uh, the switch. I don't have anything for that, so I really <laughs> wish they would have some kind of streaming service on there built in. It seems yeah, like a natural what? fit for it. PlayStation has it. Does Xbox have one? Xbox oh, yeah. has one. Yeah, Mixer yeah. baby. You can. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. They have that, and you can download Twitch on Xbox, so you yeah, use either right. or. Ah, there you go. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm actually having a good time. I didn't think I would enjoy Minecraft as much as I've been, but it's been making me laugh pretty hard. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And uh, let's see. Uh, we took the kids to see Lego Movie. Uh, oh, yeah? It was pretty good. Yeah. If you like the first one, you'd like this one. There's there's not much difference. Okay. It's the same, silly, it's the same silliness. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Oh, you'd like this one then. Um, there's a song where they sing. It's like, uh, this song's going to get stuck inside your head. Oh, no. And they're not kidding. <laughs> It gets stuck inside your head. It's it's a catchy earworm, and it's like, damn it, it worked. Is it is it as bad as everything is awesome? <laughs> uh, yes, and they uh, play that in there too. Uh, there's a part a where there's there, it's a part where it's like the doom is coming, and and they sing everything's not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's it's pretty good. That's and awesome. uh, finally. On uh, Netflix, I'm watching. Um, I feel like I've done a lot this week, but I'm watching um, Umbrella Corp. Umbrella which... Academy. Umbrella Academy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I... Um, yeah, it's good. If you like, um... did you like uh, what's that one called? The Watchmen. I didn't really did see, see that. No. no I like know what it is, com... but yeah, it's like a darker comic movie. Um. This is kind of the same way. It's not like, you know, they're, they're, they're the greatest people saving the world. I mean, they have like their own issues that they deal with. It's more like, like a that. realistic. But um, I don't know. We're not we're only like three episodes in. We're not really sure where it's going yet. Um, the characters are see the characters are all really interesting, though. Um, hmm. We're digging it. It's, it's pretty cool. So we're, we're interested to see where it goes. Uh, I don't think it's related to Resident Evil at all, but I don't know the lore of Resident Evil enough to know if this is just going way back before it all started. It's it's hard to say because the title has it looks like the umbrella symbol mm-hmm. of the Umbrella Corporation. So I, I don't know. I mean, I got to watch the series. I mean, that'll be a, a first step. But I feel like they, they I don't know. I feel like they were promoting it as something Resident Evil um, before they released it, at least that's what I saw in a couple like Kotaku and stuff like that talking about it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, even the things I've read said that it was a comic book uh, based. Uh, man, who was it written by? Um, 
anyway, I don't, it was a comic um, series, so I don't think it has anything to do with Resident Evil. So I'm, oh, okay. I'm not really sure where they got that from, because I remember reading the same thing. I think we yeah. even talked about it on a previous cast, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, but if this is what they were talking about, I, I just I don't see how it can relate to that. I mean, it's a bunch of superhero children. Yeah. That, um, I'm not going to give away a lot. It's 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 nothing. And if you watch the previews, it's the same thing. But these 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 women got pregnant the same like in in a day and had their babies that day. It was just out of nowhere. Oh, damn! And this 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 dude buys them. If only from yeah, <laughs> one day and you're out. <laughs> oh. But these dudes, this dude. Uh, I forget his name, but he buys them. Uh, he buys seven of them. And it happened to forty-two different kids, and he's turning these kids into superheroes, pretty much. Hmm. And uh, it's it's pretty much about that and how they dealt with their childhood and growing up with a father that didn't give two shits about him, except hmm. for saving the world. So, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I check it out. I think it's worth it. Sweet. So, yep, that was my week in a nutshell. All right. Um... Nick, I kind of cut you off. What have you been playing and watching aside from your uh, your wargaming fest? Ah, uh, still working my way through Witcher Three, realizing like this, this game is huge. <laughs> it's take me forever to beat this. Yes, so it still, will. Still chucking away at that. Uh, I've also watched. I've gone into like a Gerard Butler marathon apparently because I decided to watch uh, Geostorm, which is on HBO right now. Any good? Holy crap, is that bad? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Like, don't watch it unless it's somehow free or, like, you know, you know, through, like, you know, uh, you know. Somebody else has it on and you have nothing else yeah, to do. Like, you got, you got, you know, your Netflix on and just have it around. It's like, that should be the only way you watch it. It is, it is just, like, crazy bad. <laughs> wow. I mean, we're, we're, you know, I, I'd almost say like, you know, day after tomorrow type bad. So, you know, if you enjoyed that, you'll enjoy this. It's well, I enjoyed much... day after tomorrow, but my 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 limits are short. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that was pretty bad. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, though, Hunter Killer. Hunter you know, Killer. You, you know me. I like my submarine movies. Like, I'm with okay, you. Let's check yeah. this out. It's actually really, really good. It's okay. Kind of like they, 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 they do take a lot of tropes and cliches, but that it actually mixes quite well in the movie. You know, they, it's kind of got a little bit of Hunt for October. They got a little bit of, um, like, any kind of, like, SEAL Team 6 movie in there. Um, I'm trying to think what else, but it's actually a decent movie. I was, All I was right. like, pleasantly surprised. Like, I was, I was like, okay, here, here comes another, you know, crap fest. Let's see how bad it is. <laughs> It was actually really, really entertaining. I, I would say it's worth at least maybe like a rent or, you know, if, if you really, you know, go for it. You know, like for me, I ended up just buying it. Like, this is actually, you know, something I'll watch later. Yeah, yeah. I love my sub movies, so I'm definitely tempted to give that a shot. Hmm. Oh, okay. I guess that's it for you then. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as for me, uh, this past Saturday, I joined the Good for Gaming crew. Um, we did a charity marathon starting Friday night for um, Able Gamers, uh, which is a great charity that raises money to purchase peripherals or you know to get mm -hmm. peripherals or setups for people who are disabled 
to allow them to play video games again with their friends and their family. And they were actually the ones that worked with Microsoft uh, to build that new adaptive controller that uh, they showed, uh, showed off a couple months ago. I believe it's out now. But they do really awesome work, and there's some really great stories on their page of people that they've raised money for and helped. So I did a, a three-hour uh, marathon for that with the Good For Gaming crew. Thank you to, you know, Rock Slide, all of you. I mean, pretty much all of Good For Gaming showed up and uh, hung out on my stream for a little while. I played some uh, Bard's Tale 4, and I did play Anthem um, quite a bit. Uh, which How's that going? Um, I, I love it. I, I, I do enjoy it has its flaws, and we're going to talk about them. <laughs> um, so I was in the 10-day uh, early access because I, I have Origin Premiere, and everything was fine, perfect, had a blast. It did have load times for sure, and that that's if immediately the first gripe that comes to mind. Everybody's heard about it by now. This shit has load times that are like Commodore 64 bad, and... Everybody's like, oh, it's better if you put it on your solid state drive. Well, fuck you. I've got 200 other games on here that look just as great and crispy as Anthem, and none of them load that bad. So I'm not just going to switch it over to my solid state drive to shave off a minute, you know, whatever. They need to get their shit together on that. It's, it's, I, I'm not normally one to gripe about that kind of thing, but it's bad. Like, to the point where I was feeling guilty on my stream and, like, practically singing show tunes to keep people entertained while it loaded into another area. <laughs> and you have a new like, new beefy system, too. Oh, dude, this system is top-of-the-line, built to the balls. There's no reason this game should take that long. So, it's horrendous on the loading times. That aside, it's still a really fun game. The combat is great. Um, you know... It, you feel like Iron Man. You feel like you're flying around like Iron Man, and that is just... It It translates really well. Um, story is good so far. I mean, it's definitely got a Bioware feel to it. Perhaps not as deep as a lot of their other games go. Um, you can make choices in conversation, mainly one choice or the other, so you only get, like, two choices, and it doesn't seem to make much of a difference. I think it's just a... Get you through one plot point to another. I mean, I will just say there's a ton of potential here. It's got a very solid foundation um, when it comes to its combat. Uh, some things do need some work, though. Uh, but I, I will say that I could see myself sticking with it for as long as I have the Premiere su subscription, which I think is for six months. So if it, um, you know, if it's still awesome by then, I'll see about renewing Premiere just to keep playing it. But, yeah, so it's good. I mean, obviously some of the positives people have heard about, the customization is the best I've seen since City of Heroes, hands down. Like, it's the best, not so much character creation, it's more, you know, customizing your javelin and the look and the texture, you know, of the, you know, the colors and paint. Is it metal? Is it, you know, uh, painted thick? You know, you can do all that stuff. And, um, yeah, oh yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it reminds me of, if you if you remember City of Heroes, where you could literally, like, create any kind of wacky color combination you can imagine, and trust me, oh, yeah. some, some people do. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but it's very very cool so I, I am enjoying it um, I played that I played a bunch of Bard's Tale 4 you know I did a good good hour of that at least for the stream and I played more over the weekend um, still loving that game and uh, it was funny I, I just posted on Twitter that I was going to be playing it you know going to be doing some streaming uh, and I had tagged in exile you know playing in exiles hit from last year you know, Bard's Tale 4, and, and uh, them and Brian Fargo got back. They're like, have a blast. I was like, oh, sweet. They saw me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm enjoying that. Um, and other than that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I've been, um, oh, and I did, uh, because we have something special coming up this week, I broke out Conquest of the Longbow from Sierra. Uh, it's their Robin Hood adventure game, and I started playing that a little bit today. And uh, and aside from that, I've been watching a ton of Conan the Adventurer reruns <laughs> that I could find uh, online anyway. Nice. Um, reason being, I think we mentioned this before, but this coming Friday, uh, barring any you know scheduling rescheduling. We're actually going to be interviewing uh, writer, screenwriter, uh, lead story writer, uh, game designer, Christy Marks. Um, she worked at Sierra back in the uh, what Nick and I could refer to as their golden age. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, she was the lead designer for the Conquest series, which was Conquest of Camelot, where you played as King Arthur, and then Conquest of the Longbow, where you played as Robin Hood. Um, both games were pretty damn famous for, uh, just how deep the lore went. Um, you could tell the research that went into the game really dove into the folklore and did one of those deep dives because it got into some details that you just, you didn't normally hear of in a lot of your common Arthurian mythos or Robin Hood mythos and th this went full bore. So I'm very excited to talk to her. I know we are, you know, very excited to talk to her, uh, not just from the game perspective, but um, she's inevitably, I mean, if you're above the age of 30, 35, around there, you've inevitably watched something she had a hand in. Um, she did some episodes of G.I. Joe, The Real American Hero. She did, uh, an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, my wife was, like, completely giddy to find out she was the lead story editor and creator of Gem, like, Gem is outrageous, Gem. That was all her. And um, she is also the lead storyteller and creator of the Conan the Adventurer cartoon, which was, like, my hands-down favorite growing up. I never missed an episode. So it is going to be really, really cool to talk to her, and, and we're excited that's coming up on Friday. So I was just trying to dive back into some of that stuff to... Uh, try to refresh my, my memory of some questions that I wanted to ask. Uh, I unfortunately will not be getting the answer that I have so long hoped for because uh, I had sent her some questions I did want to ask just to make sure it was okay. And one of the questions I asked her was, did anybody ever win that trip to Sherwood? <laughs> because on the Robin Hood box, and I still remember, it, it always stuck with me, a very vivid memory, but I even Google image searched it just to make sure I wasn't crazy. And, and I saw a picture of the front of the box and there it was. It was like, win a trip to Sherwood on the Conquest of the Longbow box. And I always wondered, who the hell won that trip? <laughs> but uh, she told me she had no idea. And so I was like, all right, I'll strike it. And that made me sad. 
I was hoping. So. <laughs> I was hoping she knew, <laughs> but no. So then that we'll be we'll be talking to her and very excited there. But um, all right, that is it for me as far as what I've been playing and watching, and that will bring us to upcoming releases that we are interested in. Um, I take the I'll take the first two. Uh, uh, Division two is coming up on March fifteenth. Uh, it, it looks fast. I know, and it looks good. Uh, I've talked to some of the Good for Gaming crew. Uh, they're going to be getting it on PC, and I watched some of the beta streams. It looks like a lot of fun. So I was able. Uh, Amber gave me the thumbs up to get a game for uh, Valentine's Day, and that's what I wound up picking up. And I also, you know, because I bought it through. You play or whatever. It came with a free game for pre-ordering, so I grabbed Ghost Recon Wildlands. So that looked kind of oh, fun. Oh, that too. is that is hella fun. Is it? Yes. Do you I have, have it. you have it on PC? I do. Dope. All right, we'll have to play. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If if you want to do the co-op part of it, like I I am down to clown on that thing. That is such a fun. Awesome. All right, then I'm totally game there because I got it. Well, I got it. Yeah. I got it coming. I, I think I get it week of or something like that um and then the the other thing it came out i guess it's been out for a couple weeks now but it is incredible and i've been wanting to get on here and just scream its praises i started playing it last night at like 11 30 and i had every intention like i was going to go to bed and i had set it to download earlier in the night i was like i'll just peek my head in and give it a look and i was up to almost three o'clock And uh, for those of you who are parents, you know those days are very, very rare. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the game is called Enderall. And it's on Steam. uh, E-N-D-E-R-A-L. All you need to download it and play it is you had to have bought Skyrim, because it is a Skyrim mod. But you don't need Skyrim on your PC. Because it is a complete... um, ground up original game just using that engine and holy shit what i've played of it is incredible uh the graphics are gorgeous for you know for one thing um two the, the world and story so far are so interesting like that's half the reason i was up so late last night and i'm kind of shocked at how surprisingly fucked up this game is. <laughs> like, it gets into some really deep crap, and that's within, like, the first 30 minutes. And it's... So is it, it's, like, fantasy-based? or Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantasy-based. Um, but it's very dark. What I've played of it so far is very dark. But, I mean, it's got the combat... I mean, it's... it's Somebody, somebody in the review said... Skyrim 2, the one we wish they would do, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, it's great. It's its own lore. It's its own world. It's fully voice acted. Um, it, and I am I am aghast that this game is free. Like, they could have easily charged $10, $20 for this, and it would have been worth it. Um, but it is 100% free. Like I said, it's fully voice acted. And... I've heard it's upwards of anywhere from like 40 to if you want to do all the side quests and all the side content they have in there to almost 120 hours. <laughs> wow. 
Um, this is just a mod. It, it, yeah, it's like one of those complete overhaul things. Wow, that's like, incredible. It is a game. Like, it is a 13 gig game. And like I said, if you've bought Skyrim so that you have the, you know, the license for it on your, your Steam account, mm-hmm. then you can just go download Enderall. And I highly, highly recommend it. Like, it is... It's one of those, like, it's... I haven't really played something in a long time where the lore is completely original, and then it's something I've never read about, never experienced, and it immediately grabbed me. Like, I was like, ooh, like, I gotta find out more about this. Like, this is really interesting. And it's already doing... Going places most games don't go. So I'm very, very excited to play more of this, and I I just wanted to, like, get on here and scream about it, because it's free and it's amazing. So... Yeah, if you have Skyrim, go check that out. You you have nothing to lose, and I think a lot of you who are Skyrim fans will really enjoy it. So, it's called Enderall. And, uh, yeah, it's great so far. I like the character creation, too. Very so cool you character. You doctor creation. after four hours. Yeah, yeah, if your Enderall <laughs> is still standing after four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with that, that's it for the the uh, releases I'm interested in. There's a couple other items here, so I'll hand that off to uh, looks like Kyle and Nick. So Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, mine's not really a release. It's just something I'm interested in going that I found out what the dates were today, and uh, just in case anybody wants to plan for it, um, May 3rd and May 4th, there's a pinball uh, convention coming to uh, Allentown called Pinfest. Yes, yes, please. And it's the Ag. Yeah, seriously, it's in the Ag Center off of 17th Street. Um, I last year I missed it by like a week and I was bummed because I really wanted to go. I think I'm really going to go this year. Uh, I know they got like a flea market. Maybe they'll have some cheap pinball machines. I don't know, but huh. just to go and play, they have a whole free play section in the middle of it. And uh, that's, I'm totally cool with just sitting there drinking a soda and playing pinball for hours. Oh my God. Me too. I love so. pinball. And what is some of your favorite pinball machines? Oh, um, I like ghostbusters. Oh, I haven't played that one. Yeah, that's for a me, good one. Yeah, actually, the classic one for me has always been like the theater Terminator of magic. Theater Terminator Mag- Two is yep. another one. Yeah, theater of magic, absolutely. The- yep, and Terminator Two. I'm trying to think of what else. Terminator Two is good. Um, Indiana Adam's Jones family Bimbo. wasn't bad. Indiana Jones, yeah. yeah. Adam's family, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Um, some of my favorites. I loved. Uh, what is it? The Getaway. That was the one that had the ZZ Top song. Uh, like the whole time when you played it. Um, oh, there was a Jurassic Park one, wasn't there? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there had to be. Yeah. Yeah. There was a Jurassic Park one. That was great. Um, oh, son of a bitch. Why am I forgetting this one? Uh, I did play a Lord of the Rings one. That was kind of when Pinball was on its way out. I was about to say, like, yeah. man, when did that one come out? That was like the last Pinball machine I saw when I went to college, and then it was gone. Well, there's a couple. <clears throat> I mean, they, they still get made. Um I think like Williams still makes them. Is it Williams? And I think there's one of the other one, but, and there's repros of some of the old ones that still get made, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing like the old, I remember going down to the beach and like the one arcade just had us, like the one wall was just a row of pinball machines. And oh, yeah. uh, man, it, I always wonder like, what the hell happened to those? Hopefully they're not in some junkyard somewhere. Oh, you know? I hope not. I hope not. Oh, Nick, we forgot one of our all time favorites. 
Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, yeah, there was a Star Trek one, yeah. Yeah, there was. That was a fantastic pinball table, Like, too. it had, like, shoot the Borg cube, I think, at one point. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was such a good table. It had the music, too, which always made it great. But, yeah, <laughs> needless to say, I, I'm I'm going to plan on going there. I'm, I'm going to just double-check and see if it's kid-friendly, and then if it is, bring him and the kids... I think the kids would get a real charge out of that. At least I know Mia will, even though she may not be able to reach both buttons. She loves playing pinball on a computer. I'm sure they'll have chairs. Yeah, I, I just mean getting chairs. her, her arms around it. Oh, arms around. Uh, I think she should be okay because Liam played the Ghostbusters one. Um, <clears throat> so I used to play Ghostbusters a lot, and then they had it down. They, my, my wife's friend, um, husband owns a bar, and we went down there to, to visit them, and he had one sitting right there in his an original one out. sitting in his bar and i was just like dude if you ever sell that like, yeah please, please let me know but um yeah we played it there and, and they were able to reach and i think mia's pretty close to liam in age right yes yeah, yeah very so close. she should be okay yeah she should be all right yeah i i i really do want to go because i i know if anything i know she'll love it she loves pinball yeah, well, so, let's do it. We can go over to the farmer's market for lunch and go back and play some more. Oh, and go have some pho. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that dude's legit. It's really good. Yeah, who who'd have thought you could get good pho at a farmer's market? But oh, dude, can. yeah, just a husband and wife couple straight off the boat. Yep, it's delicious. It's so good. I love just seeing her like go back and stir the gigantic ass pot of broth <laughs> that you know has been going since like four in the morning, and it's just flavored with like. Tears and dreams, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's delicious. A little salty. <laughs> little but salty. Delicious. <laughs> we actually went there um Friday. It was my wife's first time having it. And uh, you know, they give you a couple slices of jalapeno that you're supposed to put in as you eat, not all at once. And oh. so she put them all in at once, but she can oh. handle spicy stuff. But that little red sauce that they give you chili garlic, baby. I love that shit. Super mm. hot. She she put quite a bit in her soup. And uh yeah, it was her mouth was on fire. She was sweating. Mm, mm, so mm. I, I, that was pretty damn spicy. Person after my own heart. That's how, <laughs> that's how I roll, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I just dropped one jalapeno. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can't throw do a, the spicy. Throw a fistful in there. <laughs> a fistful of pinos. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Yep. Uh, Next one, I think, is yours, Nick. Indeed. Uh, so Obsidian Entertainment. Love them. Known as the studio that made Fallout New Vegas. And Pillars of Eternity uh, 1 and 2. And Pil- that's true, Pillars of Eternity. Uh, they're working on uh, another game called Outer World. So this is uh, more on the Fallout side of things in terms of they're doing FPS. Uh, and it is looking really snazzy. They don't have any, uh, good. any information on when it's coming out. It's just kind of hit my radar recently. Mm-hmm. So... Not really an upcoming, but you know, just kind of hit hit the news blog, and I want to be able to at least you know talk about it. It's like, yeah, it looks fantastic. It's kind of like a a future. I think I think it's supposed to be like you know, kind of a I say space adventure, but like you're on a distant planet type of thing. You know, and no, planet. I think it is supposed to be a space adventure. Oh, like it, it, yeah, you actually go into space type of thing. Yeah, your ship acts as like a central hub. Oh, okay, I missed that. And part. it's like your fast travel point to different areas in the game and stuff. Ah, okay, and, that makes more sense. Yeah, from what I read on it, like you're like in the outer rim kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. but it, but it's looking killer. It's got kind of like this slow mo kind of 
go granted i I say nod to vats you know type of thing right like but very similar very very cool yeah very very similar in terms of like you know a a burn down mechanic like if you use it all up then you can't go into slow-mo anymore uh so it's not necessarily like a a power you can constantly call upon or at least right for a long period of time um but yeah again looking really cool so i'm eager just to you know keep that on the radar and and you know keep my eye on it and uh, you know probably probably reporting on it eventually when it comes out yeah, I, it it looks cool. It, it looks very cool. And all I have to see is that Obsidian's behind it, and I'm pretty much all in. I mean, Pillars oh, yeah. of Eternity is phenomenal. Uh, I'm still going through Deadfire, which is Pillars of Eternity 2. Uh, and that's Pillars of Eternity with pirates, so it makes it even more fun. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Deadfire is very good. Uh, if you like the first one, you have no reason not to play the second. So, yeah, that should be very good with them at the helm. Um... All right, and that is uh, the releases that we're interested in, and now we'll move into news. And holy shit, has there been a lot of news? Um, yeah. <laughs> I do. You guys want to start with Nintendo Direct or finish with Nintendo Direct? I don't care how you want to do it. Um, it's up to you, man. Well, I guess we'll just go in order. So, Nick, the first <laughs> one's yours, and you made my day and several other people's. I know with this news. <laughs> Indeed, uh, Capcom, and, and I think I think it was just, just it was like like right after uh, you guys I think had recorded the last yeah. episode, and then I think it came out that Monday. Uh, but Capcom has released uh, om- I think almost all their soundtracks, not every soundtrack, every, almost everything. Almost it's ridiculous. E- yeah, almost every single one is now on Spotify. So if there's some Capcom game you love out there that is like you, you know you enjoy the soundtrack, go on to Spotify and it's on the playlist and and you can find it that way. That yeah, it's under a Cap- Capcom Sound Department, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, just just in case so you can't just look up Capcom because you'll get a whole bunch of weird stuff. But Capcom Sound Department should be the first one. That's that's what has everything. That is how you do it. Damn it. You know your fans are going to pirate it, so you might as well put it on Spotify. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's mm-hmm. in that, like, and I say that with the full knowledge of I have spent more money on original video game soundtracks than I care to admit on the air. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> that is all your fucking fault. <laughs> Once he started showing, oh, yeah, you can buy that over on this site. And you I'm like, oh. I think by the Christ, I think in my 20s when I didn't have, you know, kids and a girlfriend <laughs> and life, I was buying like 10 soundtracks a month. I could like I couldn't get enough. But um yeah, that's awesome news, man. So, we can all listen to Street Fighter while we're slogging through at work. Um another something I I kind of mentioned earlier off the hand about uh planning events. Uh, this this came up in the news this week, uh, and I thought it was just funny timing, you, you know, with uh, the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix showing what a shit show that was. <laughs> um, the uh, what what, uh, what was that Dalcon? Um, the Tumblr one, the Ball Pit one. Uh, anyway, an- another event in the past that was supposed to be for Tumblr influencers. Yeah, that... yeah, something like that. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah. I can't remember the name of it either. But that was a total shit show because it was yeah. planned by amateurs, so it wasn't planned, mm-hmm. and it just turned into a mess. And joining the legends of shit show events, there was a Fortnite uh, event <laughs> over in the UK, and um, 
it was not affiliated with Fortnite to the point where Epic is now suing the people that put the event on for damaging their brand. Oh man. So it, so wait, did they did they somehow let them do it in the first place, or they just kind of? Oh, they did it? it, and it was a total shit show, and that's why Epic's going after them now. Oh, okay. Because they, like, you have our permission. Oh, you did it poorly. Now we're gonna now we're gonna nail. It. Well, they never gave them permission, and normally oh, okay. I think it was an unofficial and it was an unofficial oh, event. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was an unofficial okay. event, and it was supposed to be like where the Fortnite community could you know do their thing or whatever. So. Right. Obviously, again, it was poorly planned. People were waiting in line for hours. And I think they had a total of, like, four PCs. What? For people to play Fortnite. And you had to pay to play. Like, you had to pay to get in. So you and then pay to get in and then pay. Wow. And then you had to pay to play a free-to-play game. Uh, needless to say, there were a lot of pissed-off people. Um, it... It went bad. I mean, there's a great article on Kotaku about it, but it it was absolutely horrible. And then the update recently this week was that... Oh, God, excuse me. Oh, shit, I gotta wake up. Uh, but yeah, the, the recent news this week is that Epic is going after them uh, for unaf- you know not using the name with their permission, or using the name without their permission, and then damaging the brand because it was so epically bad it made, like, every gaming headline this week. So, moral there, kids. Don't put on an event if you don't do it for a living. Um, But did they have a ball pit? I don't think they did, but that was absolutely (laughs) the first comment that appeared on the Kotaku article was, well, if they were charging you to play Fortnite, at least you could have got an extra hour in the ball pit. (laughs) In the ball pit, (laughs) (laughs) and then that got like 20 comments of i'm so glad this happened right away (laughs) and and again like if you're if you're not familiar with uh the previous oh man uh the ball pit one i'm gonna look it up right now because yeah you 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 have to look this up i forget specifically what it was for but one one of the things was just like dash con or uh, dash con Dashcon. What is Dashcon? Dashcon Dashcon was the fan convention catering primarily to users of the blogging service Tumblr, with a particular emphasis on yeah, with an emphasis on fandoms, and that was where, um, what did they invite? They, uh, um, they were supposed to have like all these big fandoms from Tumblr. Oh, for Doctor Who, Sherlock, Supernatural, Welcome to Night Vale. Oh wow! I didn't even hear that part. I just remember like, like like no one, no one of like celebrity status or anything like showed up to this thing. And um, some that did were more like celebrities in the community. Um, and there were right. some celebrities that were slate that were actually slated to be there. And then they found <laughs> they found out that they had to pay for everything. Like the convention didn't put them up in a room or anything, so they all pulled out. And um, this one group that went. Like they weren't even told they had to pay until they got there, and they went after them for money, and they never got paid. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah, like everything. Everyone was like mad. They everyone needed you know the money, and like I think even like hotel rooms got trashed, and you know, and that's you know that was just like the guests, not necessarily like you know the um the ballrooms where the hotel had like you know set them up with you know their original. Thing. But yeah, I just the ball pit always stood out because it was, it was this kid pool, 
you know, like the one you have in like a backyard that you fill it with your hose yep. size thing. And they had, you know, balls in it. And it was the ball pit. And like, yeah, like, I forget, like, was it was like compensation or something like, yep. it's like, oh, if you had to wait in line really long or something, like you get an extra hour in the ball pit. Yeah. Organizers, <laughs> reim- <laughs> organizers reimbursed those who had purchased tickets for the panel with tickets to a raffle of various autographed collectibles. Admission to a concert with the Chicago-based Doctor Who-inspired rock band Time Crash, and an extra hour with the ball pit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, again, moral of the story. If you don't do events for a living, don't try to put one on. Or at least work with somebody who does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that. Fortnite party shit show. <laughs> Um, the next piece of big news, I think everybody's heard of at this point, uh, Reggie has stepped down from Nintendo as president of Nintendo America. And who is he replaced by, Kyle? Uh, Bowser. Doug Bowser. <laughs> Probably the greatest president ever. Name-wise. Name yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think there's ever been a transition of of presidential power in the gaming world that has been so televised for being so circumstantially awesome. Yeah, right? Right? Let's just say there's never going to be another Mario game again, I'm sure. <laughs> right? Bowser games for days. The, 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 the memes have, that have been created for this have been amazing, too. Like Mario and Luigi tied up in his desk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. There was another one where he's sitting there, and it's Bowser Jr. sitting next to him, and they're both working on something. It's just like a stuffed animal. It's just like father and son. <laughs> father and son take your work day. It was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't think a transition like that has ever gotten this much publicity. It's great. No, and you know what, though? It took a little bit of the sting out because I like Reggie. I love Reggie. I think he did a, I think he did a great job. He was always super excited about the games that, they, that they've done. Um, and and I, he just seemed like a pretty chill dude. He didn't seem like a like a douche at all. He seemed pretty no. down to earth. And so it was kind of it was kind of like, oh man, he's retiring. And then you see that name, you're like, oh well. Did, you know, did this, they plan this? <laughs> like, this might be awesome, man. But you know, Reggie gave a really good heartfelt goodbye to the fans. Yeah. You know, you could tell he great. loved like he loved the community. You could tell he, him he loved his job. And, yep. He did, and I think he, he gave a, you know, and, and Doug Bowser, besides the jokes, you know, he's saying, like, thanks for the warm welcome. He's been really gracious about it, too, and, yep. uh, you know, hopefully this just means that Nintendo continues to do as well as they've been the past year or two, so. And the thing is, like, he's he's actually been, you know, both behind the scenes and, like, kind of in front of the scenes for quite a bit now. But Long time. overshadowed by Reggie, but, yeah, if you go back to watch, like, various E3s and, like, you know, I was doing a little research, like, oh, man, this guy's actually you know done a lot of stuff before just you know never really fully taken that you know the spotlight so to speak so definitely as as what i would call you know, nintendo street cred if you will oh yeah yeah they picked yeah, the right absolutely. guy they did it just so happens his name is that much more awesome. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it was like joe smith was going for the job too or doug bowser hmm Look, we know Joe's got more credentials, but hey, Joe, it's just not your time. It's just not your time. <laughs> that's how they're gonna. That's gonna be the hiring credentials from now on, going on for all game companies. Like Sony's gonna hire someone named Kratos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's gonna be like their president. Oh my god, uh, President Solidus, President. Well, that wouldn't be Xbox. That would be PlayStation, because Xbox doesn't really have exclusives. 
Let me no, it's President Forza. President Crackdown. <laughs> anyway. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, that'll bring us to Nintendo Direct. Um, what yeah, Nintendo did you guys Direct? watch? I did. It was good. A, a very lineup. good Nintendo Direct. They've got a lot coming mm-hmm. out. They do. First and third party. Um, <clears throat> some, some excellent stuff coming out. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, I put the list here. Of, and, and guys, feel free, feel free to add anything as I go along here. But like, um, Yoshi's Crafted Story was a really cool game that I got to play with the kids. They had the demo that they released for free right after. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave you one level, but man, really, really unique mechanics with that. Everything looks like cardboard cutouts that were colored with marker. Oh, cool. So really colorful, charming game. Not super difficult, but usually the Yoshi games aren't. They're more for just uh, just to play to have a really chill experience. I mean, they can be hard if you collect everything, but mm-hmm. you can probably blow through it really quickly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get to my surprise to last. So I'm going to say Ultimate Alliance 3. I'm pretty yeah. excited about that one. Glad to I know see people that. are complaining. Yeah, people are complaining it's an exclusive, but you know what? Spider-Man's on a... Sony. You know, it's yeah. There's always there's it's... always one. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, and Ultimate Alliance was a, a Nintendo exclusive for a long time. It was on the GameCube before it ever yeah. came to the other systems. Ah, good long. point. Yeah, very good point. Long. So, time. and it'll come out. It'll come out on other systems later, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're not Sony. Um, no, no, they're not. I think if anything, like the Nintendo will probably release it to Microsoft eventually because they seem to be dealing really well with each other with the whole oh, Minecraft yeah. and the Xbox Live thing. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I really thought the Zelda's Link Awakening. I was not expecting that at all. That was a no. good. That was a good one, and I think that looked really cool. The style that they went with. I think it looks like a fun game. I like Link yeah. Awa- Link's Awakening for Game Boy. Oh, so yeah. absolute classic. Yeah, it is. And I think they did a good job with it. So I'll, I'll be picking that one up. Oh, yeah. And then um, Platinum Games showed uh, one called Astral Chain, where it looks like you're chained up with another person, and that's how you have to fight and play through the game. Um, that Platinum Game cool. does a lot of... They do excellent games on on Nintendo platforms. Uh, and I, I'm super excited about this one. They did really good with uh, Bayonetta. And now they have this one. I think it looks like a pretty cool game. Hell yeah. Did you see the thing for uh, Mario Maker 2? Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't put that on here, and I should have. That looks awesome. That looks like, cool why did that make shit. it on here? Oh, I played the so shit good. out of the first one. Yeah, Mario Maker was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. So I'm excited to see that coming out. That might actually... Oh, that might push me to get a Switch. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I you won't regret it. The original. Yeah, you won't get. There's so much fun stuff on the Switch. Um, I don't think you'd regret it. I know I wouldn't. That and I want to play the Pokemon ones too. Well, that's the thing too. It's like so you have a PC and you have Xbox. Ninety percent of this stuff that you can get on a PlayStation, you can get on those. There's a couple exclusives you can't, but like for the most part, you can get that stuff on Xbox. A lot of stuff for Nintendo you can't get for another system. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. Like the good balance is so. Yep. Um. I got to tell you, my surprises were Mortal Kombat 11 and Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah. Very I'm... very mature games coming to the Switch there. Yeah, th- that that definitely threw me for a little bit. Like, whoa, really? Yeah. Did you see some of the fatalities they were showing off for MK11? <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. Like, holy yeah, fuck, that's like... coming to Nintendo? <laughs> I, yeah, they've I... really been um, throwing everything at it. 
And it's certainly I, not like the first time something mature on, but like uh, this is like the first of like like something of note. Yeah, this mature. Right, and that's the thing too. Like Doom, so Doom, Doom, two thousand sixteen came out on the Switch, and like that's pretty violent, but it's not like Mortal Kombat level violence. I mean, and I wasn't expecting that's that's a new release too. So Doom was already yeah. out for a year or two, so it wasn't really like meh. Um, but Mortal Kombat eleven that that's that's coming off fresh and and coming right out to the Switch, and that's yeah. that's impressive. And let me tell you, I saw a fatality where one character basically slices somebody's upper torso off. And then mm-hmm. drags them by their dangling spinal cord, and as they're dragging along the ground, their eye flies out of the socket. <laughs> like, I love how over the top that shit is with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's great, but I, I could, <laughs> I could just see like, if I had a switch and I got that for myself, my daughter sneaking it and going, "Oh my god!" Uh, keep your eyes shut, Marion. <laughs> he, he was a very bad man, so he deserved everything I'm about to do to him. <laughs> and this is why you don't steal cookies. <laughs> Could you imagine looking at that kid's face? <laughs> oh my god, they'd be mortified. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Give that kid a nightmare. <laughs> Give that kid fucking 10 years of therapy. Shit. Dude, and, and this is the thing, like, I want to get that Mortal Kombat arcade machine for the uh, the arcade mm-hmm. one-up. Oh, yeah. And I'm afraid, like, I'm going to be playing it, and the kids are going to want to see it, and I'm ripping someone's freaking head off with their <laughs> spine dangling down. And they're like, what's that? Like, oh, go to bed. His Pez dispenser broke, all right? just It was just a... Pez dispenser, you're fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're all make good. Something up, but, yeah. but <laughs> it's just cool. Like, go to there. bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. yeah, I don't know if there's any other ones you guys want to bring up, but uh, those were the ones that stood no, out to me the most. That's a good list right there. Yeah, it's a great yeah. list. Yeah, like I said, Mario Maker Two was my big, my big standout. Um, yep. but it all I, looks good. I downloaded, I downloaded the Mech Warrior game that they had, the Mech Fighter. Uh, Seemed cool if you're into mech fighter games. I'm I'm kind of not, so it wasn't really that great to me. But I I don't know. It was worth the demo. I love mech warrior games. Yeah, I but can't it get is into them. it is a group all its own though. Hmm. Um. So, yep. All right. That'll that was yeah yeah that was Nintendo Direct. Uh, that was some good news. Unfortunately, it can't be all good news. And this week was definitely um, a bit of a weird. I'd say this week and a half was definitely a pretty rough, rough bit of news in the industry. Obviously, it's getting towards the end of the second quarter, and uh, you know, earnings have come out, and it's very interesting to see what some of these studios do. Uh, obviously, the big one that everybody heard about, uh, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard reported record earnings for the year. You know, their highest earnings yet, and got rid of mm-hmm. eight hundred people. Um, that, that was baffles me. It's like, really? Yeah, I, 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 I got nothing. I, I think it's part of me. I, you know, I, I look at what they did, and you know, some of the people they got rid of were for communities that they were shutting down, like Heroes of the Storm. Uh, you know, obviously that game is getting shut down if it's not shut down already. I know they're winding down on it. 
Well, yeah, but, I think I, I think they're keeping it up, but they're just not going to do as much, um, like releases and yeah, uh, or, and and or any kind of like esports stuff related to it either. Like they're backing that up. Yeah, uh, and just I don't know. I mean, the way they—it's not even so much that they did it. I mean, I, you know, I get it, a business is a business, whatever. But it was the callousness. Um, if you listen to the earnings call, because those things, you know, they are public. And the way that um, uh, Bobby Kotick was just, like, referring to people as, like, assets or something like that. It, it was it was very, like... Those guys cold. It was very dehumanizing and, like, very cold. And I think that's where a lot of the bad press came from. Is it there was, like, just... I mean, I get it. You To become a CEO, I'm pretty sure you have to sell your soul at some point. Uh <laughs> It just, I don't know, it, the way you see some of these guys act and the way he was talking about, you know, people with families and lives. I understand you can't be huggy-huggy and, you know, the world has its problems, but it was just pretty disheartening to listen to. And, you know, again, my heart kind of goes out to all those people that lost their jobs. Hopefully they land on their feet soon. Yeah. And uh, I do like how a lot of the gaming journalism industry came together in uh, some solidarity there. I forget what company it was, but it was another famous game design company, and PC Gamer posted an article the next day that was like, this company reports record earnings. Record earnings. It doesn't lay off anybody. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish I could find the article, but it was the most beautiful fuck you to Blizzard I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so yeah, Blizzard's gutting. EA is gutting their studios. Uh I didn't get exact numbers there, but I, I did hear they're going to be doing some layoffs. And uh, the big, the big one that shocked me was uh, ArenaNet is supposed to be going through a round of some pretty big layoffs. Uh, they're the it, company behind Guild Wars Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, um, I mean, granted, Guild Wars Two has more or less felt like it's been on autopilot, more or less. Um, you know, they've been you know putting out various seasons of their their stories and whatnot, but. Uh, but yeah, apparently you know, the, you know they're going through that process. Uh, I don't I don't think they've they've you know I don't know if they've had the actual meetings yet or, and or met with all the people, but it's it's like they are going to be releasing people, which is the weird mm. how it kind of came out. Um, and apparently they're gutting like the whatever projects yeah. were being worked on uh, are are being let go. So they had some kind of secret project, you know, whether it's related to Guild Wars or not. I have no, right. we have no idea. Um, and then, uh, some of them, I guess some of the actual, uh, you know, like current Guild Wars 2, uh, staff are in that, that group, so to speak as well. So, yeah, it's just, it, it's sad because I remember, you know, playing the second Guild Wars and just the way they were able to push out some really awesome content and like game changing stuff that the players had a hand in. I thought it was such, such a ahead of its time kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if they were necessarily the first, but, like, they're definitely what I always consider one of the more prominent ones where they had, like, these continual seasons. I want to say, like, Star Trek may have been the only other, like, front runner also doing it at the same time, maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah. But in terms of, like, having, like, you know, having this main storyline, you know, MMO portion to it, obviously you could say the same thing of potentially Blizzard, but they, they kind of did it more via their... their um, uh, not DLCs, but their their expansion packs essentially. Yeah, like yeah. the expansion packs would be the total content drop, 
and then there wouldn't really be anything in between. Whereas I think both Star Trek and uh, Guild Wars Two were kind of the introduction of this kind of seasonal mentality of like you don't have to pay for a new expansion. We're going to give you something every you know six months to mm-hmm. you know, three quarters or so. Plus, we're gonna we're gonna like dot it with like all these little things kind of in between, maybe like you know kind of, and or have a, maybe a larger arcing storyline. So it wouldn't be like, you know, again, it wouldn't be like a, a complete content drop, like an expansion pack, but maybe like every two to four weeks, there'd be like, here's this little story snippet. And yeah, here's, yeah. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. And then by the by around the six month mark, if you kind of look back and, you know, if you did it all at once, it'd be like, this would be like a, a complete content drop for either like a chapter of, a, of an expansion pack or, or uh, along those levels. Yeah. I always thought it was, it was the most clever thing and, and really fun to do at the same time because it meant like, okay, I can play casually and like, you know, play this new content and have some fun with it. And then I can go back to like either like grinding, you know, you know like a dungeon or continue leveling a character or whatever. And then it's like, oh, I can come back again next week and get the next part of the story. And it was just kind of like this nice little drip feed that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. I I remember playing during those those kind of peak days with you uh, with my buddy Josh. I remember when Fractals came out; that was really fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, it's it's sad to see, and and I think you might have wrote this in there, but it's a good question. You know, is this are we seeing kind of a collapse, or is this business as usual? Um, I think it is yeah. unusual that all of these uh, big companies are laying off at the same time. And that's um, probably that's probably the uh, I'd say from my perspective the most concerning part about it all. It's like because yeah, it's like yeah, in, you know, all the big for everything from the big wigs to you know the small studios. This is this is you know for better or worse and unfortunately part of the industry itself. It's like you know yeah, especially if the studio is only really committed to one or two games or something. And then it's like once the game is done, it's like yeah, you're gonna be closing down, going on to the next project. Yeah, other you know, see, it always seems like the bigger the studio, the better chance that you're you may be taken off a particular project when it's done, right? And going to another, yeah, you'll be pushed into another thing. It's like, okay, you're going to use your skill set over here and you know, you know, continue that lineage of having a job at least, but you know, obviously working on a different project. But yeah, it's like now it's like you know, on this. You know, the question is: Is it a collapse or just business as usual? It's like they're doing it all at the same time, and it, yeah, and, that is concerning. You know, and you kind of look at like you know, granted, the, the, these this is always something like very much in the long run. It's not like something that happens you know immediately, but you kind of look at this last season. Uh, you know, in terms of the holiday seasons, like there were very little games that were really coming yeah. out or, or or just really notable. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could make the arguments like, okay, all this stuff got delayed and we're getting it now. I mean, we, you know, we had like Ace Combat, we got, you know, Metro, we got, you know, Resident Evil 2 and, uh, and Anthem's coming out. Like that's all dropping. We got a few more coming in, in March here. And it's like, you know, is it a result of just like, you know, bad Q4 type of thing or is this something longer running? I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because you don't see a lot coming from the big studios right now. And I think you've seen a lot of misses from the big studios. I mean, obviously, Fallout 76 was a big miss for Bethesda. Um, that I know that hurt them financially. I know Anthem, you know, all said and done, at least on as far as reviews are going, 
uh, seems like, you know, critically it's a big miss, and that bad publicity can definitely hurt. Um, mm-hmm. So I think what I think what we're almost seeing is a weird shift in balance, uh, although ArenaNet is definitely the outlier here. But a lot of these bigger studios are, you know, pouring more and more money into the next AAA title, and these titles are kind of failing to deliver. You know, okay, we had Red Dead 2, which was awesome, um, but I don't want to say it was, you know, it's one of my favorite games, but I still like the first one more, you know, and that's a weird thing to say. Um, It's just, I, I think we're starting to see a lot of these big developers are starting to hit a sort of plateau where there's only so much money you can throw out a game to make it good. And then you have somebody like Concerned Ape come along, you know, and Shucklefish Publishers, and he works two years by himself, three years by himself on Stardew Valley and releases one of the biggest hits in the past, you know, five years. So, I don't know. I mean, is it shifting more towards smaller studios and, and indie developments? Maybe. Um, I think it's really, I think a lot's going to depend on what the next big title is and how it does for each of these studios. Um, you know, so Elder Scrolls 6, um, if Blizzard is working on Diablo 4, whatever their, their next big Diablo project is, I mean, I could tell you that if, if neither of those deliver, I think those companies are in big trouble. Agreed. Uh I think part of it may almost be just, you know, they need to innovate because, you know, you're talking yeah. about all these small studios. It's like, it's always something either extremely unique or just like, you know, there's, there's, you know, back a letter term, I sold to the game itself. Yeah. Whereas, you know, not that necessarily sequels are a bad thing, but sequels often are a result of just like the previous thing worked. Let's just do it again. And you see that a lot with EA, Bethesda, mm-hmm. Blizzard. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it does work. Like, I mean, you know, it's like we, we talk about, like, the Skyrim series. Like, yeah, it's like that so far has worked. But then you look at Fallout, it's like was Fallout 76 a bridge too far or just simply they didn't, you know, they didn't, you know, again, yeah. lack, of letter, lack of a better term, put, put soul into it, put some heart into it. And it's not to say that, the, you know, the devs, you know, aren't trying or anything like that. But oh, no, like, I, I don't put the finger at the devs at all. Yeah, I, I, like, I, there has to be something to the game that, you know this is more on the designers and the people making the decisions of what games to green light and i think that's the problem we're starting to see with a lot of these triple a titles is they're not innovating they're not taking chances they're just they're jumping in on the next big thing you know Mm. uh you look at uh battlefield call of duty everyone's trying to do a battle royale game now like me too me too and <clears throat> I'm sorry, but unless you're Tetris, I don't want to play your battle royale. <laughs> Although you gotta you gotta give mad props to the Titanfall developers. I can never remember them. Remedy, I think. But Apex Legends has just come onto the scene and kicked Fortnite in the nuts. I mean, it is a really great VR game, and I'm not a big fan of those games, to be honest, but. This game really innovated. It had a lot of really cool features that I've seen that I haven't seen in any of these other games. Like the ping system is brilliant, where you can tag like weapons that'll you know notify your team. Hey, there's guns over here. There's ammo over here. 
or there's an asshole up in that tower. Like, <laughs> and you just do it by clicking the mouse wheel. It's like simple and easy and great. So there's a lot of innovation there. But yeah, anyway, I, I just think a lot of these AAA companies, because they're not innovating, are in trouble. And you're going to see a lot more, I think, come out from these smaller studios that's going to be pushing the envelope, at least for the near future. <clears throat> All right, so that is the end of news. I did mention before we are interviewing Christy Marks on Friday. I cannot wait. That's Friday, March 1st. Uh, looking forward to that. From now on, we, or from then on, we shall move to the save point game of the month, which is Booger Man. Yeah, did you guys oh, get to play it at all? I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't miss much. Um, it's Earthworm Jimmy in feel. Like it's got nice graphics for you know what it is. Um, I I it kind of has that Earthworm Jim feel to me, and like on a platform sense, <clears throat> it's like the CVS version of Earthworm Jim. Yes, thank you. I was I couldn't I couldn't think of a good way to compare it, but yes, like the 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 LJN the consoles you get. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There the you L, go. The LJN <laughs> Earthworm Jim. Um, you know, the first ten minutes are funny. He's a. a superhero that flicks boogers farts and belches at people and that's his superpowers and he's dirty and he stinks mm-hmm. um and it, you know it's just juvenile fart jokes and i could see why i really thought it was a hysterical game when i was you know 10 or 11 years old um i enjoyed maybe 10 minutes of it and then i said okay i'm done <laughs> Yeah, um, it's definitely colorful. I like the graphics, actually. I think that the animations are, are done pretty well. Yeah. Um, putting the gross effects aside and the farts and stuff, like my kids got a good kick out of it. Uh, yeah, okay. My, my, my problem was some of the platforming was weak. Like you'd go to jump on a branch and you would fall through it. Yeah. That, that shit drives me nuts in old games. <clears throat> and, yeah. Uh, this, one, this one did it a lot. My biggest gripe with the game, though, honestly, was... Uh, like four levels of the same thing until you get to a boss and same music, same graphics, same enemies. It was just highly repetitive and just very boring. I mean, it wasn't hard at all to get to the boss. Super easy. Just fly through the levels and then you get to the boss and his pattern is all over the place. So he's kind of a pain in the ass. It's not that he's hard because it's just, he he mixes his pattern up a lot. So it's like, you know, you're trying to dodge and then that's when he decides to jump and it's, it's just cheap hits. Really? Ah, so it's like Cuphead. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Cuphead is is when you when you f up, it's your fault. This yeah, one's like yeah, no. you just go to jump and dodge, and then the guy just automatically jumps into you. You know, it's not like there's <clears> any <throat> kind of move you could have done different to avoid the hit. Right. Right. So, I think uh, it, it wasn't. It's not a good game. I, I I would not give it a high score at all. Um, Middling. I don't remember. I give it, I don't know. Go ahead. I'd say middling. I'd maybe give it a five, and that'd be being generous. Yeah, I'd give it like a maybe a three or four. Um, mainly, and I, and I played this as a kid. I remember running it, thinking this is going to be hysterical. Yeah, and just being really blah about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't, and and it hasn't, and obviously it hasn't held up. I feel about the same as I did back then. It was a waste of a rental. <laughs> I mean. If you're really going to compare this to Earthworm Jim, Earthworm Jim is an incredible platform. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I I, I um, meant more in the animation and graphics. Like sure, it, the animation it reminded me like it had that smooth. Um. It, it had a similar feel to to me that like Earthworm Jim did at least in that sense, but mm -hmm. um yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing. That, disappointing. Yep. Um, all right. Let me just see where we're at here. Okay, so that is our our game of the month. We'll now move on to our question of the bye week. Um, we have a voicemail and a save point reply. Uh, the question of the bye week was. Now that Bowser is taking over Nintendo, what Bowser-themed game would you like Nintendo to make? Uh, and we have a post from Jeremy Winterstein that says, Don't have much of a voice, so I'm hoping it's alright to put my answer here. Yes, it is, Jeremy. Though we do appreciate the voicemail when you can call. Uh, honestly, I would love to see a Bowser Castle tower defense game where you have to use chain chomps, twarps, piranha plants etc. against Mario and Luigi to prevent them from getting into the castle. Kind of like Mario Maker, but strategy instead of platforming focused. Holy crap, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'll play I, I'd play yeah, the hell absolutely. out of that. I, I wanted to like message you privately, Jeremy, and be like, why don't you go approach Nintendo with that? Because that's a really cool idea. See if you can get them to pay you for it. I, like, It's a very popular style of game, the tower defense games, and I've never really seen a Mario one. I think they could do something really cool with that. They could, especially from a Bowser point of view. Yeah. I think that was a really good idea. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Um, we'll go to the voicemail and do, or do you want to do ours and then go to the? No, voicemail. voicemail's fine. That's yeah, a right. voicemail. So we have a voicemail this week. Hmm. What is going on, gentlemen? What is going on? <laughs> Place to be tonight, the Retro Ranch Dad Studio. Okay, so let's see, let's see. It's been a while, yes, I know. I fell off the boat again. Okay, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. It's not easy. Sometimes you'll have to have fun in life, says no, you got other things to do, so you gotta give it to life and the fun things on the side. But I'm back. I'm back. Yes, I'm back. So let's see. The question was with Bowser, he's taken over Nintendo. Reggie got kidnapped. And stuff. Well, yeah, I know he retired. It. Yeah, I don't know. Don't you, don't you wonder why the guy retired? I mean, I'm sure I, I wouldn't want to work my whole life, but I mean, come on. The man had a job where it must have been fun to go to work. I mean, he was in on mm -hmm. everything. He knew what was coming out. He had to try everything. He got to test things. He got to do all kinds of neat things. Yet he still hung it up. I'm kind of surprised. I really am. I was really kind of surprised, but Anyway, I wish the best to Reggie. I think he did a great job when he was at Nintendo, and I wish him the best with the rest of his future plans and whatever he's going to do. Anyway, on to us, us as normal people, not these superstars. So what <laughs> games? Games, games, games. You know that Mario Galaxy was pretty good. I'd like to see that be remade. I thought that was a pretty good game. Another good game where, you know, Bowser really didn't have much to do. I don't even know if Bowser was in a period. If he was, maybe just the littlest, littlest bit, but... Paper Mario, A Thousand Year Door. Man, I thought that game was outstanding. That was a game. I'd play mm -hmm. that again. Now, here's a question, especially for Al, but everybody else on the show, of course. But now that Game Pass might be coming to the Switch, would you buy a, would you buy a Switch for that? Would that uh, 
push you over the edge there, Al. Huh? Yes. If you want to buy the old Switcheroonie now that you have Game Pass on it also. Curious, curious, curious. I'm sure my time's running out. There's probably some lady standing there, but time's uh, for stopwatch ticking away. Tick, 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 tick. I'm going to shut this guy <laughs> off. I'm going to cut this guy off. So I'm going to go and leave you all with the Arima Turkey, Arima Dirty. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> a good one, Fred. Arima Turkey, my friend. Arima Turkey. Um. Yeah, well, good good stuff there. I loved Paper Mario. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That was fantastic. I'd love to see like a Bowser version of that from his point of view. I thought the art style was cool, and it was just a cool way of telling a story. Um, yeah, if Game Pass is coming to the Switch, that makes it really tempting for me. If a similar service where I could try a bunch of Switch games, and they loaded it up like Microsoft excuse me, like Microsoft has for Xbox, then I then it's worth it to me because, you know, right now I have an Xbox and I have a PC and games are expensive. So it's one of those, like, if I get a Switch, it's completely out of my gaming ecosystem. So it's all new games and it's all games I can't get anywhere else. So that means money. <laughs> so... If they were doing a kind of a Game Pass service, would that tempt me to get a Switch? Absolutely. That would make it uh, nigh impossible for me to resist. I will say that. So if I do get news on that, that that's going to be confirmed and that's something they're going to do and they load it with more games than Nintendo has been doing with their online service, uh, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, Nintendo Xbox team, team up type of thing would be brutal like brutally awesome i mean like it oh, would just hell be yeah. really badass i would love that oh yeah like that that's like the ultimate team up and you you can almost feel like they've been treading that water they've been testing it you know kind of sticking their feet in playing around with each other making some cross play <laughs> you know it's it's like new yeah. neighbors like new neighbors yeah, you know? a little bit of foreplay yeah <laughs> yeah it's like that college party they're playing a little footsie under the table or in the hot so, tub you play with my joystick i'll push yeah. your buttons yeah before yeah. you know it, they're gonna be going gamepad pro you know on their sticks it'll be crazy so uh <laughs> just just crazy nintendo orgy so yeah i'm all about that let's see what happens Bowser in the pool, Mario getting people pregnant, mass hysteria. Crazy. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I do agree. I think that would be one hell of a team-up. I, I, I can see that uh, giving Sony room for concern. We'll just say that. Indeed. Here's the thing, though. I don't think Nintendo will ever let their games go on Xbox, but I think they're more than happy to have Xbox games on the Switch. Yep, I can see and that. I think Xbox is totally cool with that, too. They're just I'm like, sure yeah, fine, are. we don't care. I, I think that would be enough. Be yep. Enough. yep. I think so. I think so. Absolutely. So we shall see. Uh, obviously, yes. yeah. Like I said, if they do, if they release a Game Pass service where, you know, Nintendo Switch has loaded it with fifty games that are Switch games and they're good games, sign me up. I'll be getting a Switch within a check or two. Um, I think that will bring us to the end here. Ah, wait, we didn't do our answers. Oh, Come on. god damn it, I do it all the time. Yeah. Ugh. Let's start well, then with you. I will... I'll just jump in. Um, first, I want to say my buddy Chris, um, he had an idea, and he didn't post it on our Facebook, but um, I talked to him before. Can you guys hear me? Am I coming in? Yeah, you're yeah. fine. All right, sorry. I, I've been cutting out, so... Um, 
he had a really cool idea where what if Wart comes back from Mario Brothers 2, takes, takes over the entire kingdom, and Bowser has to begrudgingly save everybody so he can be king again and defeat Wart. So you'd have this just like monster battle between Bowser and Wart at the end, I think would be freaking awesome. I thought that was oh, a great man. idea. Don't say that too loud. I'm sure Nintendo will steal it. <laughs> yeah, they should. I thought that was a great idea because my, mine was more just like, well, you know, it's an alternate type universe where Bowser and uh, I'm just Bowsette, which I know is Bowser wearing Peach's crown, but Jesus. Um, <laughs> but where, where Mario takes Bowsette and Bowser just goes ape shit and destroys everything to get her back. <laughs> so that was mine. I, Fairly simple, but that's my idea. Yeah. What, what about you, uh, Sir Nicholas? Or a Bowser themed uh, game. Yeah, so uh, you know, non traditional. I'd like to see some kind of like kaiju esque style game, just kind of like you know, rampant destruction or something like that. You know, uh, it'd be hard to describe, and I don't know if there's necessarily been a game like it. I mean, there's there's like destruction type games, but just like you know, just kind of like you know, it could be even like build it up and then you know, like kind of destroy it, and you know, you know Bowser's kind of running through and you know, kind of <laughs> something along those lines. I don't know. Nope. What was the game for Neo Geo? Was that Monster Fighter? Monster? Uh, what the hell was it? It was like a wrestling ring. Yeah, yeah. On like a, I, the city I, was I, the wrestling. Yeah, ring. I know which one you're talking about. I can't. Oh, I can't put my na- finger on it. Um, and so like that mixed with yeah. like Rampage would just be amazing that, with Bowser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be cool. That, that would be sweet. I'd love to see that. Oh man, that's a really good idea. Shit. It kind of made me forget mine, although my mom wasn't <laughs> probably very good. I was King trying of to... the Monsters. King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. Oh, yeah. King of the Monsters. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's great it. game. Yeah, played that at Major game. Magics. That is a great game. Um, huh. see, for me, I was thinking like, like some kind of Bowser invasion to a Nintendo, a different Nintendo series, like. I was trying to think of how you could combine Bowser and Metroid. I feel like if you could figure that formula out, you've got an awesome game on your hands. Like, he'd have, like, different abilities, and it'd be, like, Metroidvania in that sense, but because he's so big and lumbering, like, he could also destroy, like, most of the structure in the world. So it's like if you're caught by a ledge you can't reach, well, just punch your way through the wall or something. I don't know. It wasn't a very good idea, but... I feel there's. That's no, it's not I'm, a bad idea. You can like get the, somehow. Like Metroidvania. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I liked the idea of him kind of invading that kind of universe and, uh, you know, trying to take that over. And at the end is like a big clash between him and Mother Brain. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who do you think would win? Bowser, fucking hands down. <laughs> yeah, Bowser would fuck her up. Dude, oh, yeah. a... oh, you're shooting little rings at me? <laughs> yeah, as Bowser just gives her a face full of back shell spikes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, with all the tricks he has up his sleeve, like becoming as large as a building, as long as she doesn't grab him by the tail, he's good. <laughs> Once you get him by the tail, you can just swing him around in circles and chuck uh, him. Yeah. Screwed. So long, King Bowser. See ya. <laughs> 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 all right that is our answers for the question of the bye week which does officially now bring us to conclusions final thoughts and shout outs 
Uh, we'll always start with you, Mr. Kyle. Who would you like to shout out this week? Mm, just the listeners, really. Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Thanks for supporting us. Um, you know, big shout out to them. Yeah. How about you, Nick? Uh, another specific, I'll just say, you know, shout out to Wargaming for a great event this, uh, this weekend at the Massachusetts. So that was yeah, hella fun. I want to see more East Coast, do, do more East Coast uh, ships. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, I will give a big shout out, obviously, to the fans. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us, uh, spreading the word. Again, things just keep growing on us, and it's uh, it's pretty wild. We, I really appreciate it. So, thank you, everybody. Thanks to all our pals in the podcasting community who helped, you know, spread the word, retweet our, you know, voicemail and show dates. Really do appreciate that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Good for Gaming crew. We really had a hell of a weekend raising money for the Able Gamers charity. Um, big thank you to a Good for Gaming for letting me be a part of it, um, and you know helping me kind of get my setup, you know, looking somewhat professional, sounding somewhat professional. And um, I really appreciate you know just being able to help raise some money for this awesome charity. Again, Able Gamers. Uh, helps get peripherals and setups designed for people with disabilities so they can get back to video gaming with their friends and family and the things that they enjoy. Um, we had a goal originally of $1,000, and um, when I last checked, which was about an hour ago, thanks to Rufio and his crazy crew, I think we hit $2,500 as of like nice. earlier today. Yeah, so it was, it's really gone great, and I was really happy to be a part of it. And uh, good on you, everybody at uh, Team Good for Gaming. That was really, really good. Really fun event. And thanks to everybody that came and hung out on my stream and uh, just kept it fun for a couple hours uh, and sat and suffered through anthem, lo anthem loading screens. <laughs> um, <clears throat> other than that, a big shout-out to our pals at the Everyday Gamers. Uh, they had just put up a new show recently. It had been a while. So go snag that if you haven't. It's a really good episode to start the the new year for them. Um, <clears throat> and then a shout-out to our f buddies over at the Bad Fodder Figures. Uh, fellas, sad to hear there's not a show this week, but that's okay. We'll release one tomorrow to hold the people over. <laughs> and now, uh, a big shout-out to them. They're always a cool group, and they do one of my favorite podcasts. So if you have not checked them out, Check out the Bad Fodder, F-O-D-D-E-R, Figures podcast. It is fantastic. Other than that, if you'd like to interact with us outside of the show, you can hit us up at the Save Point, which is our, our book club for games. That's on Facebook. You can get there at tiny.cc slash savepoint. You can email us if you still have one of those email contraptions. We are the retrorents at gmail.com. Or more direct interaction, you can hit us up on Twitter, at TheRetroRents. Or if you want to talk to us individually, you can reach us at, at RetroRentsAl uh, for myself. Uh, Nick is at BlackEagleOps. And Kyle is at BradleySherk. And uh, he was on Twitter. I spotted him this week. <laughs> <clears throat> One post and I left again. <laughs> he did it. You said he was going to, and he did it. Um, and then on Twitch, my word. Uh, 
on Twitch, I am starting to stream a little bit more regularly, though it will be irregular unless I eat more fiber. Uh, and that is also RetroRentsAl on Twitch. Kyle is Kibis, and Nick is Black Eagle Ops there as well. Um, Nick, do you have any streaming events you want to push before we sign off? Uh, no, just uh, in my regular times. Uh, still trying to figure out during the week with my new schedule, but uh, Sunday's always at 1 p.m. Sunday's 1 p.m. All right, folks, then that will bring episode 34 to an end. Thank you for hanging out with us, as always. We look forward to coming again in the next two weeks. Also, again, keep an eye out. We will be doing a special episode this week as we interview the great Christy Marks. I'm looking forward to that, really looking forward to that, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Um, until then, till next time, everybody, be cool. Uh... And for all you CEOs out there, don't call people assets. They're people. God damn it. Okay. That's it for me, fellas. <laughs> good night, everybody. Have a good one. Ariba Turkey. Ariba Turkey. <laughs> <laughs>